Welcome to The Podcast is Real. It's time for a Geek Rewind. Gas up the DeLorean. We're going back. 1986. All right, so we've done 1986 before, so I'm not going to go into the history as much this time. As a brief recap, you might remember it was the year Oprah's show premiered, the Goodwill Games debuted, Hands Across America, Phantom of the Opera debuted. It was also the year of Chernobyl and the Challenger shuttle tragedy. In fact, the movie we talked about last time we did 1986 was Space Camp. And in light of news last week, I just want to say rest in peace to Kelly Preston, who was in that movie and passed away from breast cancer recently. Um, But this week, we're going to use the rewind to hit another great nostalgic geek favorite film of that year. Budgeted at $6 million, which was more than six times what it cost to make three episodes of the animated series it was based on. This film boasted a Hollywood legend, a sci-fi icon, some of the most famous voice actors of all time, and a man who made his claim to fame just by talking really fast. Accompanied by a rock soundtrack, punctuated by a fight turned dance party to Weird Al Yankovic's Dare to be Stupid, and likely the single greatest pump-you-up geek rock anthem of all time, Utah... You got the touch. You got the power. You don't remember the rest of the words, do you? Don't know the words of the song, but it's in the Transformer movie. You got the touch. This movie would find itself 99th in the box office of 1986. 99th. Just just made it into the top 100. But as we all know, it is way more than meets the eye and is certainly prime in so many of our hearts. Today, oh, dear Lord. we rewind and watch Transformers, the movie. The movie. Now, I will say it right now. If you haven't seen this film and you, you want to, trust me, you want to. Go see it. You don't want to be spoiled. Stop the podcast. Go watch it and come back because we don't want to spoil things, but God, people, it's been 40 years almost. So (laughs) if I can't spoil a movie that's 36 years, I can't do the math, uh, years old, then we got a problem. But seriously, yeah, there's a major spoiler in like the first 10 minutes of this movie. So uh, we're going to talk about But can we start off by talking about how this was basically just an ad for toys and I don't care one bit. It was amazing. The TV show was a 30 minute commercial for these right. Transformers. All the shows back then right. G.I. Joe toy commercials. That's what right. made them so great though. It's because you go the, you watch the show, you go to the toy store, you get the character that That's you right. just watched, you know, that morning. And then, you know, then there's a new character the next day. That was the, yeah, being a kid in the eighties was just the best. probably not for our parents that spent all this <laughs> not money at all. on us. <laughs> but uh, no, it, made and, it so and, amazing. I wish we could still do it like that. Right, right. No, yeah. it's true. It, 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 it's and, and and I love how the fact like in GI Joe, oh yeah, in Transformers too. There's always some kind of moral of the story. Like there was always we're a com- we're a commercial. And we want your parents. We want you to get your parents to buy these products. Oh, but by the way, um, don't do drugs. Yeah. Uh, so that, then the parents are like, sure. oh, that's okay. So the show's not a bad oh, influence. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's a good influence, right? Exactly. <laughs> and now you know. <laughs> that's right. And that knowing is half the battle. G.I. Right. Joe. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, the, the thing that I, the, the, the worst part about this movie being a, an advertisement, though, is that it came out at a time that Hasbro was getting ready to release a whole new line of Transformers, which means yeah. basically in the first hour of the movie is spent. <laughs> 
killing everyone you love. (laughs) Like every single character dies that every single one that I had right. was dead before the halfway point no, Bumble, of that movie. Bumblebee, Bumblebee, Bumblebee came back. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah you think he dies. Yeah, yeah and then he, you find out he's he's he's, well, he's still it, there. That was also the interesting thing was that you know they they did this thing and obviously committed to the new line of Transformers because after the movie, then all those new characters came in for the TV show, and then they realized that was a mistake because nobody liked the new Transformers. Nobody liked Rodimus Prime. I well, maybe, well, some, people, <laughs> uh, some Some people did, but they wanted Optimus back, right? Yeah. And so then they found a way, well, I think it was like the, it was a season finale of like, well, I don't know, season three or four, whichever one was right after the movie. They actually rewrote the, the ending of the season so they could find a way to bring Optimus back. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I found that I found that interesting. I you know, and and then the voice cast. Well, I mean, you, you mentioned it. You mentioned it in the intro, Jeff. What a voice cast! Holy cow! Yeah, like the FedEx guy who has the Guinness Book of World Records for speaking the fastest. He was like they just threw threw him in there for you know who knows what. Uh, <laughs> well, Judd because his, his character was supposed to be working, speeding, and going fast. And, yeah, right. His name was blur. His name was blur. Yeah, he just. But, but isn't know, that guy a bet, funny like? That that is like a uniquely '80s like guy, right? Like I don't think there there's nobody right. like that guy these days. John John Mashita Jr. was the guy's name. That's his name. And he would do he all he could he talked fast. That's what he did. Yeah. He, he had to get and he was in commercials and he was on TV. He was on Carson. Like he was everywhere, yep. talking fast. Like that's what he did. And then of course he made it into uh, the Transformers into a timeless classic. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, let's talk about the voice cast, right? So when I mentioned a Hollywood legend, I mean Orson Welles. Orson Welles. Oh my gosh, is Orson a freaking voice. He's Holy cow! So right? and it like there's no way Unicron would have that presence without this right, right. This kind of this low, low gravelly voice. Yeah. Gravelly. It just I can't imagine. It, it just it was so different too at the time because it was so calm. You know, yeah. like usually. Um, it, you know, the, the, the back and, and these cartoons are just so like, oh, you know, oh, everything's over the top. Charismatic, yeah, over the top. Right. This is just Star, like Star Scream is a perfect Star example. Just, oh, you, you <laughs> and almost like, yeah. you know, he was just kind of phoning it in, but he, it worked. They were recording him like yeah. while he was lying in bed. and <laughs> Yeah. You yeah. do wonder how that, did work. that came about. Like, I mean, like, okay, like who thought of it? We right? have this cartoon and these right. robots, robots change in the cars and back <laughs> and they're fighting each other for the future of their planet and ours. And we want you to voice one of these, these robots. <laughs> Except not just not just and, the, and they're not asking just the they're asking the, the director of Citizen Kane the biggest one ever yeah right. he and to do a planet he's like okay I'll do it I don't know I'd love to like have been in that pitch what's meeting. the background for that right? yes yeah. uh, that there I hope there's there's video of that somewhere document and then like Leonard Nimoy Leonard Nimoy that, as Galvatron right yeah so good I love like the scene where he where your Unicron transforms Megatron into Galvatron. And here's the thing, yeah. Megatron, I was never a big Megatron fan. I didn't like his, his voice annoyed me. It never yeah. made sense. He turned to a little handgun and then <laughs> Starscream of all people who he hated was always the one that would hold him. Never makes sense. Yeah. So to turn him into something with Leonard Nimoy's voice, which just sounds so much more, 
you know, so much more threatening. And then they make him a cannon. And then the first act that he does is, is destroy Starscream. <laughs> I, I, w- I remember sitting there go, just th- during that whole thing. I was just like, this is, this is the best, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I, was, I think I was seven years old. And I'm just, this is, this is incredible. You know, this is everything <laughs> I've wanted to see happen for, for Megatron. <laughs> Although I would say Megatron's a better name than Galvatron. Megatron's yeah. a better name for yeah. sure, but Galvatron was a much better character. Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, I yeah. totally agree with you there. And Nemar, just his voice fit fit the look of the character so much He did better. a really good job. Yeah, he, he really, know. yeah, he he put his A-game too, yeah. doing voice in him. Then we get Judd Nelson. <laughs> yeah, that was not true. It fit, but it fits. It fits Hot Rod's character. Yeah, he's, popular he's, he's at the literally time. a he's a Hot Rod. You know, yeah, he's right, just right. you know he's just he he rushes into things. He's foolhardy. He's uh yeah. he's he's Judd Nelson. You know, <laughs> at, in the, from the eighties, he they, they kind of based his off of all his roles he was playing. At the time. Right. Now, if he had started playing him as Bender from uh, <laughs> Breakfast Club, that could have been a whole different movie. Like that would have been very interesting. That would have been great. He would have been more, yeah, more of a, a jock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I do like. Would have been hilarious. Um, that we're talking about just like some of the most famous voice actors. I mean, Scatman Carruthers, who has done. Yes. Uh, it was just his voice. Al- I mean, he's just famous for his voice. Period. Right. I mean, the guy's right. just got such an icon- iconic voice, and he played jazz. He was also Hong Kong Fooey back in the day, if you guys remember back that cartoon. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah but, Wednesday. Uh, yep. Peter Cullen, of course, is Optimus Prime, and nobody else could ever do that voice justice. I'm so glad that even in the Michael Bay movies, they kept him around because <laughs> can you imagine? imagine? Yeah. I mean, it was already hard enough to to swallow some of the stuff that went on in those movies, but if it had been a different voice, I just, I would have been like, come on. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I um, thought that when they were, they you know, they made that live action uh, Lion King movie and they recasted oh. everybody except for Mufasa. Yeah, they it's, were it's like, the same thing. It's like, no, we can't. I don't know who else can do this. You Nobody. Frank Welker, who is still doing voices today, is like 17 different voices in this as usual. Like in anything he's in, he's like a bunch That's of just voices. That's what he does. Yeah. But he's. Um, he's Megatron. I didn't realize he was also Soundwave. Like he's both of those oh characters. My gosh. And then he's Rumble, Frenzy, Ravage. He's also <laughs> Wheelie. He's a Junkion, so forth. And then, of course, uh, you know, I just, Eric Idle. Just blank. Thank you, Eric Idle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you read my mind. Or Utah knows exactly where I was going. Um, Eric Idle, and Speaking that character was so, so bizarre. But what I thought was interesting in this, because I watched it again today, is he quotes television, right? He uses television yep. to speak. Like, that's how he learned to speak. And the Michael Bay movies did a similar thing with, with Bumblebee's Bumblebee. voice. Do you remember that? Oh, that's right. I never spoke, put that That's right. He together. spoke only through the radio. I yeah. wonder if that yeah. was an inspiration. or I mean, I doubt they or came up homage. with that on their own. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I wonder if that's some sort of homage, because that was kind of interesting. But yeah, I had forgotten all yeah, about that. I never put those two things together. Yeah, That's a very insightful. Of course, Casey Kasem is in there. That's right. Plays Cliff Jumper. Uh, of course, all these famous voices I just mentioned are dead in the first hour. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the um, and Except speaking for Judd of, Nelson. of character, right? Of characters that died. I mean, I think I think Transformers the movie might have been the first time I cried in a movie theater because come on, on Optimus Prime, it right? Was I think yeah, a lot of us were like. There's no way Optimus Prime just died. And I sw- I know, I, I don't 
have a lot of vivid memories as a child. Like it's really hard for me to remember some of these things, but I'm sure I sat through the credits of that movie, even though that wasn't a time when grand credit scenes were a thing because there's no way Optimus Prime is really dead. Right. <laughs> that right. didn't no, really happen. Right. <laughs> no, it's true. No, I, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, I think there are, there are two cinematic moments in my young theater going career that actually I cried in the theater. One was Optimus Prime's death and the other one was Spock's death. <laughs> yeah. And those yeah, were two those were two those were two cinematic moments that actually affected me so much that I I cried. So I mean that that speaks to how invested I was with these characters. I mean, come on, Optimus Prime and he sacrificed himself. Yeah, that's what made him a great leader, you know, that, every great true. leader. Absolutely. And that's the 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 bookend of that where Hot Rod is willing to do the same thing, eventually turns into Rodimus Prime, right. is what 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 turns him into a leader. You know, he has to be willing to sacrifice himself for the rest, <laughs> you know, right. for the greater good for, for everybody else and put everybody else's life before his, right. um, which is really the, you know, the, the major theme I, I put in all the stories that I write. It all comes stems from watching, you know, this Transformers movie. <laughs> God, I just love, I just love that so much. I just, <laughs> his the the way they were able to track his the way they the way they were structure his his hero journey to being a leader in such a short like they just introduced the character and by the end of the right. movie he's a leader he's, of the Autobots but the it Autobots. feels it's smooth it doesn't feel rushed you know yeah, it's they did just, it they did it in less than ninety minutes I mean, yeah. not that long of a movie it's it's so it's so well put put together so well thought out. Um, that I always think about when I'm cre- creating a story. It's like, how concise can I make this that it's still going to resonate with readers? You know, um, how can I make this more like Rodimus Prime? Yeah. This, it, like tra- tra- it's Transformers the movie is one of the best. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. It's really I just <laughs> I, I I can't I just can't get I just can't say enough about it. I'm amazed at at it's because it didn't perform very well at the theater. No, it was like I said, 99th in the in the box office. But I mean, we talked about when we talked about Space Camp, we talked about the other movies that came out that year. That's right. It, I mean, Top Gun came out that year. Uh, Karate Kid Part Two, uh, James Cameron's Aliens, the Aliens Platoon, even a, even an American Tale was in the top ten. Oh wow! You know what I mean? Yep. So yeah, um, it was. Well, they had the yeah, they had the Pizza Hut tie-ins and stuff. So. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, looking ahead, uh, Labyrinth was number 66 that year. I'm looking at geek movies. I'm not looking at all the other ones. <laughs> um, <laughs> just the ones that Flight of the Navigator came out that year. Interesting. Oh, but compliance. yeah, one of the reasons that, and, and I want to make sure that we don't ignore Aaliyah here because we've been kind of going really in here. But she's yeah, totally quiet during all of this. But uh, Aaliyah, because you guys just like we just, totally we go out. off, I just, right? Yeah. I just let it happen. And it's so okay. that's why I want to stop and take a moment because one of the great things about having Aaliyah here is that she is, she did not grow up with this movie. It did not come out when she was a kid. It was uh, before she was born. And then, um, and then we asked her to watch it. Now I know that you like anime though. You're a big, you're a fan of anime. You're into those types of movies. And so I've had a feeling maybe this would, might have some uh, appeal to you. So tell us what you thought of Transformers. Does it hold up? It does. And honestly, I, one of my favorite things to learn about is origin stories. Um, kind of like with Batman and Robin just, or the Joker, just trying to figure out where it all started or where it all began. So for me, this was something that um, 
I was really interested in as soon as you, as soon as we were talking, as soon as we first started talking about it. And of course I was very frustrated. Same as you guys when Optimus <laughs> died. I, one of my biggest pet peeves is when characters don't uphold or when movies don't um, depict a character's powers as accurately as I feel like they should. And keep in mind, I said, I, I feel as though they should, because I'm thinking this is a big robot. Optimus Prime is super powerful. And then he dies. <laughs> it's just so frustrating to me. <laughs> but I understand it in, in the sense of when it was made and, you know, introducing new characters and, th- and so on. So as I was watching it, it didn't resonate with me in the same way as you guys did, because you did grow up, you know, with that type of movie but i was still is it weird to say that i am honored that i still get to reminisce and <laughs> you know re-watch these films that take it. um yeah you know was like back in your guys's heyday or glory days or whatever you want to call it <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> and outside of you know the graphics i that's i loved it i will mention the graphics and I mentioned this kind of similar, similarly to Ice Pirates, you know, you could tell. Um, looks a little pixelated, in my opinion, versus to what things look like now. But I still love that old school, old school feel. Um, yeah. And I Six do wish that million dollars. Well, I mean, it, the dollars. animation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of detail in that in those in that artwork and, for its mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Was way was was phenomenal, right? I yeah. mean, like compared especially to, compared to the series. Sure. Oh yeah, the television yeah. series in comparison is it pales it, it's true yeah. just just in the just in the details of the, some of the transformations you can tell they they spent a little more time mm-hmm. um yeah they would really sort of show some of the mechanics and twisting and stuff so when they turn to whatever you know it's just like oh that yeah that, that plays i out. mean, that I mean for, for, the lo- for the longest time i still don't know where the damn trailer comes when i comes from but i don't care and then it just goes away all yeah. of a sudden. I don't it just goes away i don't understand that it just um, shrinks speaking but. of the animation one of the interesting things that i i read as i was doing a little bit of research on this is that it it was done by the same people who do the who do the show and they were producing the show still at the same, at the time. same time. So they like they had people working around the clock, like multiple different animators working on the show. And the, the oh. guy who directed it and everything, I guess, was in charge of both. And so oh. it was like oh, apparently wow. a crazy time. That. Okay, now I want to go cool. back. Now I want to go back and see if the TV show quality like went down because yeah, <laughs> during <laughs> just during that production, right? Well, I like, thought oh. that was interesting. That that bit of trivia that it was six times what three episodes would cost basically so that you know what i mean like right. that's that alone is, speaks to why the animation was so much better but it, it also looks a lot like the anime that came back came out in those days i mean if you mm-hmm. compare True. it to akira yeah. or vampire yeah. hunter d or any of those yeah. uh, movies yep, that yep. came out back then it's it's a very similar style in it but um you know compared to today it's a it's a different style of animation but at the Just time hand drawn yeah, yeah. at and the time is- it was yeah, really good. I think the fact that they're all robots too kind of helps it hold up a little bit. You know? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. They, they can they can be a little bit more stiff, and right. stuff, they can cheat so. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and so it, it it still works. That is one of the things that I love most about the about old school animation is the fact that that most of most of it is hand drawn, and the attention to detail or mm-hmm. you know the character design is I don't want to say 
you know, more prone to be being flawed, but also more prone to being accepted or, or more beautiful than today's, you know, just strictly whatever digital. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I, why I am um, infatuated with Studio Ghibli, because it was just (laughs) that hand, you know, the artwork is just phenomenal and, you know, they just don't do stuff like that nowadays. Man, it's more lifelike, you know, they get those subtleties and you you need a little bit of exaggeration in the artwork for it to feel real, which sounds weird. You need to you need to stretch these characters out and and do things that if you were to pause, it would look odd. But in the in the motion, in the motion, it it just feels so much more natural. Uh, CGI feels a little bit more stiff because you don't see a lot of that. I would give just about anything to see a return to 2D animation to see Disney make uh, an, another 2D animated movie. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I think the last one was what Princess and the Frog. I would I love. That was, yeah, I would love. In terms to, of features, yeah, yeah, I would love to see another. You know, actual hand drawn animation return. I mean, and they're using computers now. Even with Beauty and the Beast, there was a mix, right? They used computers and hand drawn. Right. That was the first to create time some really you know unique. Them, yeah. I would love to see D- Disney return to that. I miss that. A lot. And there's nothing <laughs> wrong with the three. I mean, it's a, it's a new style and it's great. And it's its own medium. It's very cool. Yeah. It's not, it's not, I'm not knocking that at all. Yeah, I'm just saying absolutely. we can, we can right. still do yeah. the two days. because <laughs> That's awesome too. But I think that, you know, the computers it's, you know, I don't know if it's just, I don't want to say it's, it's easier, but I mean, I guess they can create these characters and reuse, you know, the way when I, I mean, I know from doing a lot of the stuff that I do in computers and doing video production, you know, if I have stuff that I already use and when I'm editing, like if I can use things again, oh, yeah. it's a lot easier than having to draw easier. things from the start, you know? Yeah. So I guess it, it saves some time, probably some money, but man, I would, I would in a heartbeat support a 2D animated film coming back. I watched one, um, I think it was like a documentary, maybe on YouTube or something, um, of this artist who was, you know, he worked maybe he could have spent like an entire year designing the, this entire concept design or character design of how he wanted um, a series to look like. And they send it off to the, the producer and then them say like, Oh, I don't like this at none of this at all. And then he just <laughs> wasted all of this time, you know, just designing everything for nothing oh, um, all by, you know, scratch versus the 3d, which, you know, like you said, I definitely agree with it being, you know, time efficient and, probably less costly and then even just on the mental you know somebody says oh i hate all of the all of your work <laughs> and then you have to go and redo it all but you know there's just still something very beautiful about it you know i don't know if you guys saw klaus the christmas movie that was on netflix oh i love that that was yep. yeah that was beautifully cool. animated yep. really well written really written. that's what i'd like to see i mean i guess i guess oh, yeah. I, I guess i got it's it gorgeous. but it didn't go in the theater you know what i mean like it, right. i'd love to go to the, right, right. see a big screen actually see it on yeah the big i'm a theater goer too and i kind of yeah but at the Definitely same time i'm just, i'm happy to t- <laughs> i'll take what i can get too, sure you know absolutely and yeah klaus was klaus was a phenomenal film i thought it was great well, before we wrap up our talk about Transformers, because I know we could keep going. Oh, yeah, going. we kind of went off on a tangent. We right? have, we, this is what we do. We do this yeah. every time. So, uh, But one of the things I, I, we have to talk about before we wrap up, and that's the music, right? Because it had oh my gosh. this amazing rock and roll soundtrack. Yeah. And, and they and stand bush that live forever. Sometimes, yeah. Who owns the soundtrack? Sometimes fit and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes didn't, right? Like uh, the touch is just... 
It's just one of those anything songs. Stan, anything Stan Bush, the, the, the touch and uh, what is the other one? Dare. Dare. Yeah. Those the, two. Those two are amazing. And I don't, do you guys know about Cybertronic Spree? Yes. Yep. Cybertronic oh, yeah. Spree. Yeah. They dress up as the. Yeah, yeah. They dress up as the Transformers yeah. and they do live renditions of these songs. Yeah. Stuff. Oh, they're great. incredible. Based, yeah. in, based in Toronto, I think. <laughs> yeah, a- I love the soundtrack for it. And I think I, I, if I hadn't grown up with that movie and loving that movie so much, I don't know if I could say that I would, you know, because I wasn't, <laughs> I'm not fair. a big 80s sort of 80s hair band, metal hair rock, band yeah. at all. But like, I mean, even that the, the version of, of, of Transformers is so oh yeah the, the transformers theme is, it, rocking. is it white is it white lion or what's the i forget the name of the yeah they had a big the, name it wasn't stan bush that time it was no no else. but even that version like it just starts off instantly as like oh you know what you're in for you're gonna That's get right. some 80s rock in this movie because we're redoing the theme yeah. uh and we're gonna blow your minds and the way you know it's kind of the, you know the o sort of spirals into the side yeah. like the, the animation would play with with the music, you know, yep. uh, and so it worked, the music worked really well in that respect too. They did the Superman credits too, the, the flying in, <laughs> That's yeah, right. <laughs> coming into yeah. it. We, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this, but uh, uh, I'm probably, I'm sure I have online, but my son, when my son was born, he's uh, eight, so about eight years ago, uh, we, we uh, I convinced my wife to have his middle name be Prime. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, That's and great. we knew that. We knew it. We, I was like, no matter what, if he's a boy, his middle name's going to be Prime. And it took us forever to come up with a, a first name. We knew that the middle name was going to be Prime. And we, we landed on Oliver because it just kind of fit. Close. Oliver Prime. Yeah. Close. And it, you know, same, same initial. <laughs> so, uh, and so I always talk about where, you know, you know, Leah was talking about the scene with, with uh, Trent, you know, with, when Prime, uh, you know, gets beat by, by Megatron. <laughs> um, which, by the way, we didn't even talk about how Hot Rod's the one at fault for that, and then he has to redeem right? himself. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. Anyways, Hot Rod's—he's a great character. I don't want anyway, but <laughs> so I always talk about like at some point, I—it's I, not that I want, not that I want Oliver to to get in a fight at school, but if he was to get in a fight in school, hopefully, like defending some like some other you know some one of his friends against some bully like standing you know standing up for him <laughs> and stuff like that and then one of his friends is gonna he's i just want i want the scenario to play out where his one of his friends is about to rush in and another one is just like no this is prime's fight <laughs> I, I want i want that in, i want that in his life so badly but i have to be there to witness it, <laughs> it doesn't matter and, and, and you know you, you, somewhere somehow he's got to say one shall stand yeah one, one shall stand. fall one shall fall the funny thing is i haven't been able to get him into it every time i put the movie on for him he's not interested he's oh, just no. like yeah i was like what is wrong with your you're named after this guy right here. you should you should be into this that's so funny. When we had our second child, I tried to get my wife to have his middle name be Tron. And Metron she was not having it. She's like, no, it. you got your one. You're not. You need to have a girl named Megan Tron. Yeah, Megan Tron. Megan is, Tron. Would have been the perfect, yeah, oh that would have been the perfect name. Well, the, well, you talked about how the music um, seemed, uh, you know, fit and was great. The one place where I felt like it didn't quite was was Weird Al Yankovic's yeah to be stupid. exactly it's the that one felt it's the one so yeah. out of place yeah. it, it and, and they start doing that dance I was like you're in the middle of a war why are you right. why are you dancing right <laughs> it was so I had funny a, like, 
I second guessed if that was even what they were saying. I was like, are they saying stupid? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's one of my see, and this is where I'm so torn because I am massive Weird Al fan. Like I right. love yeah. Weird Al, and so any excuse to have Weird Al in any movie or anything and anywhere at any time, and I'm on board. But as I'm watching it today, I, I'm like, work. why here? Like, what's happening? <laughs> it it just, was the it weirdest thing. It just doesn't work. It, it doesn't just, fit with the, the rest of the tone of the what they've established for yeah. for the movie. And, and so, I love that It's song. like they had it, and they knew Weird Al's a name, you know? And so right. you got to put it in there. And it's not like it's a, a horrible song. No. It just doesn't, it, it doesn't fit the rest of the movie no. it just it feels out of place it was I very agree. strange so one, why are they one way spot why are they daring to be stupid i was so i mean every lyric of that song has zero well, it to do with the movie speed, yeah. it's not even about robots it's not even no, about no, like it, it's, no. a, it's a separate single that they they got the it's, license for it's literally or it's just something that they they, they heard on tv and yeah. that's the only song right. they knew from tv I it's a know. bunch of cliches that he put to lyrics, you know what I mean? Like he, yeah, uh, he just put a bunch of cliches in in a row. That's how he wrote the song, and it's funny. Like when you hear the song, like it's one of his, you know, a great That's song. A great song. But it's just, it's just, yeah, completely out of place in that part of the movie. Put all your eggs in one basket. Count your chickens before they hatch. Yeah, yeah. So it's just. It's all, those, oh my! I didn't even realize this. One of the lyrics in the song is, "You better sell some wine before it's time." And Orson <laughs> Welles is in the movie. <laughs> I guess you could look at that's it the, as that's the connection. If they are all kind of speaking through TV and just talk, maybe it's just random stuff. Well, that's they that's a good point. No, that's a good because it is those yeah. robots. Yeah, and, those weird yes. ones. And so, if you want to try to, you know, come up with some sort of meaning, you better it. squeeze all the Charmin you can. While yeah, Mr. that was the around. best part. I'm like, what is? <laughs> but that is now that you say it. Oh my gosh, you've you've broken it. You've broken the code. Totally, I get it now. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's coming like through from these robots. Totally right now, yeah, I get totally it. How did I not realize that? Oh my gosh, we won't get into like. Well, I will. Let me ask you at least because I know that's one of your favorite movies. And you love the Transformers. Before we go, Mike, tell us what you think of Michael Bay's take on it. Like, did you oh, enjoy those or no? Or no I, re- I remember. I remember that when the first one came out, I was initially, it was almost like watching The Phantom Menace, you know, where you're like, <laughs> you walk out, like, oh, yeah, that was great. And, you, and like, then you afterwards, know, you, yeah. you just slowly, realization sort of starts coming in. Yeah. That's kind of me. I was like, I was just so excited to like hear Optimus Prime and, and see that, you know, even humans. I was like, no, it was fine. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a good movie but uh no i i can't i can't stand it. i remember the second one i don't think i saw past the second one but i actually tried to go see the second one it didn't get any better i was so mad after it i i remember we were in the, we were in like i was next to the, uh, some friends of ours that were driving they had driven to the movie and saw it with us and they like threw money back into our car because they felt so bad for me <laughs> that i had paid to go see this movie um and that, that was it. I don't I didn't see I don't think I saw any of the ones past the second one because they just I mean the trailers just look so horrible. You didn't miss huge, much, yeah. I'm a huge Grimlock much. fan, so just seeing in the trailers. Oh yeah, when they, they brought the Dinobots. Yeah. I was like, that's not that's, that's not Grimlock. something I wanna <laughs> subject myself to. So. I heard that <laughs> I heard that, that not Grimlock. I heard yeah, that the Bumblebee Grimlock. movie was a little bit better in the, the Bumblebee sense. Bumblebee was amazing. The Bumblebee was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen you that have, movie probably about four that. times now. Yeah. Just All right. the, the opening, you too, Aaliyah. The you opening too. and mid sequence alone. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I agree gosh. with you, Mike. Yeah, Bumblebee, hands down, the best Transformers, modern Transformers movie. Yeah, right, I'll have to I check would love it out. to see more, more. more it helps that it's in the eighties too. So you, yes, yeah, so has that. the fact that it's a period piece yeah. definitely adds to the. But it's also an eighties, even though it's takes it's you know it takes place in the eighties, but like structurally, it's also an eighties movie. Like the, uh, the true, government, right. yeah, the government of the United States is happens to be just this little government that's in the small town, just like in any other 80s movie right Red um, Dawn and- yeah and just all the little cliches that happen it's 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 a, it's an 80s movie I'm gonna have to check it out yeah. And, oh yeah! And, if you and, haven't watched Bumblebee, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, you, you need it's to really watch good. Bumblebee. It's really good. And and yeah. and the the G one vibe of the design of the mm-hmm. of the robot. That's the reason I wanted to see it because when I saw it's on the trailer, really, they did a really yeah. good job of, of respecting the that's awesome the original designs. Yeah. Plus, there's a ton of heart in that movie too. Like, yeah, you know what? There's some it's emotional moments that really resonate, and yeah, the, the humor works. Movie. Everything's everything they did a band chopper with that one. All right, maybe we'll do a rewind to, to, <laughs> to 2000, what, 16, whenever that is. Yeah, that was only about four years ago. Yeah. yeah. I want to thank Mike Mayhack for sticking around with us for our rewind today. Mike, thank you for being here. I hope you had a good time. We'd love to have you back on the show some sometime, maybe when your next uh, book comes. Well, I don't know. How long is that going to be? <laughs> Uh, who knows? Yeah, it's going to be a few years. Maybe, maybe we'll just have you on the show to talk about whatever. We yeah, we'll talk about another that. 80s movie. There we and, go. Uh, yeah, I wa- I, I've watched most of them. So. <laughs> Special thanks also again to Aaliyah for coming back and being our our youth our youth voice, our, our less seasoned <laughs> voice, as she told they us. Less seasoned. You Mike, you weren't here early. And at the beginning of the last episode, she, call, she's, she was trying to think of a nice way to call us old. <laughs> And, uh, came, and <laughs> came up with seasoned, I think. So um, th- oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Aaliyah, like for being good. Your perspective <laughs> is important to us. So we appreciate you bringing that. And Utah, thanks again for being here on the show as well. As always. Thank you. We are going to be talking about San Diego Comic-Con this Woo! coming Friday on the next episode. Make sure you check it out. We'll see you guys next time. The podcast is real. Is a Walk Gone Geek production.